0: You'll have time to write all these things down unless you know shorthand. And I don't know shorthand nor longhand. Sometimes I write things down and I can't even read my own writing. And I don't know about you about that, but I do the best I can. But uh, we're going to talk about redeeming the time. How many think we're in the last days? I asked somebody that one time and and, and they were near 90. He said, son, I don't know if it's the last days or not. He said, but it is for me. (laughs) <laughs> and I said well yes sir and uh, so if you have your Bible let's, let's start off here in Ephesians chapter 5 and then we'll go to Colossians chapter 4 Ephesians 5 and Colossians chapter 4 and we'll, uh, we'll start with verse uh, let's say uh, how about where y'all want to start well let's just start with verse you want to start there that, that's where we're headed. But let's put it in a little bit of context. It says, verse 14, it says, Wherefore he saith, Awakest thou that sleepest. So if someone's asleep, they still telling him to wake up. <laughs> Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. I looked at some of those modern translations. I didn't want to use them. They said, don't walk, don't walk like an idiot. And don't walk like someone who's a moron. One said, a moron. I thought, well, I don't think I'll use that one. I said, that sounds like Reba, you moron, she'd say. You know the Reba show? I haven't never watched it. I'm too spiritual for that. But anyway. But it says that, we're, that we should be awake and we should not be sleeping. And we shall arise because he's going to give us light. But see that we walk circumspectly, which just means to be watchful, be discreet, you know, uh, to walk cautiously or with caution. And he says, don't walk as one who's foolish, but be wise. Well, well, if he tells us to be wise, we can be. Now, here's why. Because it's time to redeem the time. Y'all say that with me. It's time time. to redeem the time. Because the days are evil. Now, if the days were evil when this was written, just add it on. You don't. You say, "Well, I don't know which which is worse." Well, just turn on your news; you'll know. We're during, uh, so we need to redeem the time because the days are evil. Now, in Colossians chapter four and uh, verse five is where we're, it says, "Walk in wisdom." There it is again. So it's this. It's imperative that we walk in wisdom. And wisdom's already been made unto us, right, through Christ Jesus. That's what the scripture says. He's made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So we walk in the wisdom of God, and that is certainly available to you right through the word of God. And how many know that you have Holy Spirit living on the inside of you in your spirit, in your person? So you're connected to the one who knows everything, living on the inside of you. You don't have to go find him. He's real close. And so uh, if you need wisdom on any situation, any matter, just ask the one who knows everything. The Holy Spirit is a genius. And if you listen to him, one minister said, he says, if you listen to a genius, you can look like a genius. But if you don't listen to him, you might look like, a well, like uh, Reba said, a moron. But anyway, we don't want to be that. We want to walk as one who's wise. I want to say this before we get started, just in case. If you have any kind of need in your, in, your, in your life right now, you're in this room right now and you have a need. Sometimes we get church in an order where we think we've got to have music and worship and songs and a sermon at the end. Maybe the minister or somebody will pray. But if you have a need in your life right now, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're watching in the name of Jesus, Wes, well, I'm talking to you right there. And I'm, I'm, uh, I understand some about your situation. So I speak to that situation in your body in the name of Jesus. And I command it to be whole right now in Jesus name. I command those stones to be removed, to be crushed, to go away, completely be removed out of your body, out of your life. I command them to, to, to be removed and to be gone. Jesus said, speak to the mountain, it will obey you. And he said, when you speak to the mountain, he says, he says tell the mountain, get out of my way. Get out of my way. So if you got something going on in your life right now, get something in your body. Tell them, get get out of my way. The Bible says that by his stripes ye were, 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 were healed. I didn't do great in English, but I didn't flunk it either. But were, I think, is past tense. Amen. And the same blood that saved you is the same blood and sacrifice that healed you. And Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And he is doing the exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So you're not thinking big. You may be thinking big, but you're not thinking big enough. So don't put any limits on the one who has done all, who knows all. So what God's able to do, he's willing to do. So in Jesus' name, I call you blessed and I call you healed. And amen, when you say amen, Amen. that just means so be it. That just means I agree with that. And when you say nothing, it just means I'm thinking about it. I guess I'm just not. I'm just quiet. So amen means so be it. So even if you're home and you can say amen. And uh, so we're going to talk about redeeming the time. Now, give me just give you a little bit of history here. And then we're going to get into some other things. Now, just for the sense that you know that this is an important subject in the Bible, uh, it's mentioned many times. A lot of times in the Old Testament, also in the New Testament. The word redeem or the word redeeming occur uh, at least 59 places in in using the King James Bible. But in the Old Testament and the New Testament in the King James Version, uh, the word time is mentioned five hundred and sixty and five hundred sixty three verses. So so once again, uh, redeeming or redeem is mentioned fifty nine places using the King James uh, version. And but in the Old Testament New, in the New Testament, because it's talking about redeeming time, it's mentioned five hundred and sixty three times. So there uh, you could kind of say there's something that God is saying when he wants to talk to us, to us about redeeming the time in our life and how important time is. It's important to know what time it is. Amen. Amen. It's very important. I mean, it's important naturally. Like if you got an appointment and you may may go to the dentist or or maybe you're seeing having someone a hair appointment, whatever. I mean, if your appointment's at 2 and you show up at 4.30 to the dentist, uh, he may not see you that day because you didn't come at the time. And most of them, they'll charge you anyway. So we, we need to understand time. So in Ephesians 5, and uh, we already read it, but first, uh, 15 through 17, a different translation. Just let me read this. So it says, then take heed that you walk once again, circumspectly, do not walk as a fool, but as those who are wise, redeem the time, or I'm going to say, redeem your time, redeem your time, because the days that we're in, they're evil. For this reason, do not be foolish. Do not be foolish. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. God wants you to know what the will of the Lord is. He wants you to know what the will of the Lord is for your life and for your family and for every aspect of your life. He wants you to understand what the will of, of your life is, what the purpose of your life is. And uh, some translations translate that, uh, that verse and, and instead of saying... Um, redeem the time it says make the most of your time you ever heard that phrase we need to make the most of our time that's a little bit more modern day now the niv in the in the nlt these are diff, different bible translations use the phrase make the most of every opportunity we all have opportunity always do we all have opportunity now, I'm going to do the best I can, so if I have someone here or someone that, who's watching or listening at a time then you're a Greek scholar, I apologize on the front end for me trying to pronounce this word, but I'm going to do the best I can. So the Greek word, all right, Michelle, here we go. We, you helped me you help me. With this. Exagorizo. Got it wrong, didn't I? Anyway. E X A G R A Z O X O G R A Z O, something like that. Now, if that bothers you, if I may have pronounced it, then you just have to get over it right there. <clears throat> I didn't even have to tell you what it was. But it's in the Strong's Concordance. It's G1805 if you're a student. And if you say, well, I don't need to know that, well, then maybe somebody did. But it's, it, the, that word is translated as redeeming. That's what it's translated as redeeming. It's the same, uh, in the word, we looked at the, the, the chapter of Ephesians and we looked at uh, Colossians and it's that word, and here's, that, here's what it means. It's defined as, in other words, it's translated as redeeming, but it means it's defined as to rescue something from loss or to redeem it. It also can mean to pay a price or to recover something from another. Now the complete word study uh, dictionary defines this word. The Greek word means be prudent and be blameless in conduct. It means gaining as much time and opportunity as possible in view of persecution. So the word redeeming generally means to buy all that is anywhere to be bought and don't allow the suitable moment to pass you by unheeded but to make to make one or to make it your own. So it's going to have, it's, we need to understand that the time's here. We need to redeem the time. We need to buy it back. We need to ransom it back. We, do, we need to take back what is ours. We need to understand that the opportunity is here. We need to understand that we have a specified amount of time. So what time that we are, the season that we're in, in the kingdom of God, we need to understand that time and that season so we don't miss our opportunity. Now, I, I'm gonna give you different categories. I ministered this a number of years ago. Uh, I went in there and put a few things different in here, said it what I thought a better way. You know, you see more as you go further along. I don't think you're gonna be able to make these notes. The good thing is, this is gonna be on Facebook. If we needed to, if we beg someone real hard, we could make a CD, but anyway. Uh, if y'all don't know what that is, it means cold drink. <laughs> no, 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 but, uh, but it, it'll be on Facebook or on SoundCloud. And so any, any number of these things, you could stop and you could just teach on them. As we continue to go forward, we'll come back and we'll pick some of these up and we'll make uh, emphasis on some of these things I'm going to give you. So I'm going to talk about redeeming the time, but I'm going I'm I'm to break it down into a, a categories of how we would do that. And the first one I want to talk about is because we're in, a, we're in a brand new year. It's 2021, and I've written here somewhere in my notes. Uh, well, I'll get to it in a minute. But we're in 2021, so it, we should take advantage of the new year. How many, you want to take, you, how many of you want to get everything that God has for you in this new year? Yeah. That was most everybody here. How about y'all? You want everything that God has for you in this year? Now, remember, it's according to your faith. Jesus said, if you believe, he said, everything's possible to you. And if you think you're going to tap God out in resources, you're, you're a few loads short up here somewhere anyway. But we, we'll believe that load will come to you before the service is over. So <clears throat> this is a new year. And the new year, as it goes by, is, of course, each day is the passing of time. Obviously, that's simple. That's simple. But it's also an opportunity, every, every new year is an opportunity to redefine your priorities. It's also an opportunity to re, uh, redefine what your purpose is. What might be your purpose one day, three years later, may no longer be your purpose. If you, had a, if you had a goal to lose 50 pounds and you lost 60, and we're putting sandbags on your ankles to keep the wind from taking you away, you might need to redefine your, your goals. I mean, you, you might say, that's enough. Enough is enough. Well, in the new year, we have these opportunities, and so there's also an opportunity to redefine your life's vision. I mean, there's things that I thought was a goal and vision, you know, when I was 16, 17 years old, that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Well, I, I no more did most of those things, but but that was that where I was at as a teenager, you know, I'm gonna be a race car driver, or I'm gonna be an astronaut, or I'm gonna, you know, fly jet airplanes. I've never done any of those things. Uh, but the, the further you go, the more you see, right? It's kinda like driving in your car at night with the lights on. You can only see as far as the lights go out. But if you put them, on, if you put them from the low beams to the high beams, you can see a little bit further. Well, that's how it is when you walk in with in life. It's how it is when you're walking with God. The further you go, the more that you're gonna see. Can y'all say amen? So so it's also an opportunity to reestablish all worthwhile goals. It's also an opportunity to uh, bury the past. I like that one. There's some things I want to bury. I don't ever want to see again. Hmm. And y'all say, what is it? That I'm not telling you. uh, So bury the past and move on to a brand new future. Now, Like I said, we could stop in any one of these and expound on them, but that's not what we're going to do tonight. Now, Now I want to talk about the human principle of time. I'm kind of giving you the headlines. So we're talking about redeeming the time, taking our time back, buying it at every opportunity. So let's talk about the human principle of time. Time is life. Time is life. And life is defined in time specifically. Life is defined in time specifically. Life is also determined by time. Life is lived out in our human life is lived out in time, isn't it? Life is also qualified by time. We'll go back and grab some of these and talk about them uh, in further detail another time. In the human principle of time, the passing of time is the passing of life. Life stops when time stops. Death is life leaving time. Time is temporary, but life is eternal. Now that's on the human side of time. In other words, time is temporary in in the human sense, but the life of God is eternal, it's ongoing. Now let's talk about maximizing our time, or let's talk about maximizing our days. Psalms 39.4 said, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Y'all, y'all believe the Bible? I jokingly say this sometimes. Pastor Bill said, he said, I heard you say that. He said, we just laughed and laughed and laughed at our church. And I says, that's funny. They didn't when I say it in my church. <laughs> but anyway, he said that's probably because you said it seven hundred times. I said, oh, that's what it is. Uh, sometimes you read a verse, and we sometimes we can get churchy, and we just think, well, there, there's just a verse, and it fits right here. So we're, you know, it's like fits into a sermon, and we forget this book is life. We forget its author. And Then, if you hear this, and you remember this is life, and this, and you know the author and let you know that he can't lie, and I'll think about your life, and then I'll say, I sought the Lord, and the Lord heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. So I would say it this way, wouldn't it be nice if the Bible was true? Well, I'm, that's a bad joke, but it, because it is true. But deliver you from all your concerns, all your worries, all your cares. You sought the Lord, he heard you. He says, let's get them delivered. From all of it. Wow, that's good. Psalms 90.12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain, gain a heart of wisdom. We'll come back to that another time. Teach us to number our days, that's Psalms 90.12, that we can gain a heart of wisdom. Ecclesiastes 8.6 says, For there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. God has a proper time, the right time. It may not be the time that you told him. You know, God doesn't really take orders from you. Have you figured that out yet? (laughs) The Bible says the Holy Ghost knows all things, but didn't say you did yet. (laughs) So can y'all be honest with me? Because this includes me. How many looking back in your life, you're glad that God didn't answer some of your prayers? (laughs) At least least two of them. (laughs) I mean, there's some things I asked for. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You never did that. <clears throat> because with my limited knowledge and, and, and perspective of seeing things, this is what I really w- thought I needed and what I thought I wanted and how it would happen. And man, just going down the road a few months, a few years, if he'd have done that, I'd have been way back on the backside of the 40. And, uh, but I would have had my prayer answered. But it would have been a mess. Now I know, growing up in church, someone told us that uh, when you pray You've probably heard this before. I, I'm going to say it, but I'm, I'm going to... I'll tell you, you're going to have a hard time finding the Bible because it's not there. But, so if this makes you mad, I, I, I can't help it, but they say, when you, when you pray, one of three things happens. Either God says yes, God says no, or God says wait a minute. Only thing with that is, is you can't find that in the Bible. You're talking about your experience. The Bible says that the promises of God are yes and Amen. Not know, or wait a minute, or I'll, I'll think about it. and Get back with you, but that doesn't that doesn't mean we necessarily know the the time. The best time. I mean, it's just like it's just like kids. You know, uh, you know, uh, when a woman is with child for for a human being, that's generally nine months. But is it exactly nine months always? No, you have some babies that are premature. You have some babies that they have to, you have to come in and they have to help them get here. You know, and start the process. Some of them want to stay in so much they got to get forceps and pull them out. You know, they they, 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 they don't want to come out. Then they see who the daddy is and they run back in. I just kidding. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying. <laughs> see how smart I was not to say, Mama. See, that's uh-huh. I'm I'm smarter than you think I am. You mean it's because I slept out in the cold a few nights? But anyway, so there's something that we want to talk about now called the equality, or, or the equality, or the commodity of time. And so, time is the only commodity on Earth given equally to every human, every person. The equality and the commodity of time. So, time. Like you would have on your watch 24 hours a day, is the only commodity on earth, not in heaven, on earth, given equally to every human being. That's what every one of us have in common on earth. Everyone in this room, everyone watching, everyone on the planet, we all had 24 hours. Doesn't matter what country you live in. Doesn't matter, I mean, you may have, you're in a different time zone, but you still have 24 hours a day. Y'all agree with that? And if you don't, it's because you didn't go to school. But anyway, you weren't paying attention that day. But we all have that time. And so time is the only commodity every human possesses. Every human, every day is given the same amount of time. So what, what you become in life, now this is a life statement, what you become in life is determined on how you use your 24 hours. Because we all have the same, same amount of time. We all started off equal. Every day. And then we're going to jump to another little category. We're going to call it spending time. Time is the currency of life. People say, well, I'd rather have, if you ask someone, say, well, would you rather have time or would you rather have a lot of money? People say, I'd rather have a lot of money. Well, that'd be foolish. Because you could have a lot of money, but what you're going to do if you, if you have a disease and they can't help you, then you pass, you leave this life, and you'd leave behind a lot of money because your money couldn't cure you. So, what's more important, time or money? Time. You know what's even better? Have both of them, <laughs> right? But can you see why time would be the currency of life? More important than finances? Every human is given the same amount of time, again, each day. Time, like all currency, must be spent every day if you if, if you're not spending time it's because you're not here anymore. Time is used to buy your life. you become whatever you're spending time buying, and time is so powerful that whatever you invest your time in is what you are becoming now we've talked about this, but I haven't we haven't done it in quite a long time, but you know we these are some things, just some numbers that helps us to put it in a perspective and of, of time because sometimes we just think, man, it's been a long day or it's been a long week or it was a long year. But it really isn't. It, 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 it comes by. You know, when you was, you, you remember how you felt like it was, you, you were never going to be 16 and be able to drive? It was like, two, it was like four lifetimes ever getting your driver's license. And then you finally get them. And then, uh, you know, then you, then, then you got to get old enough to make some of your own choices. And you thought, you know, I had kids that said, I just can't wait till I get out of this school thing. And I'm able to get a job and, 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 and get to real life. I tried to tell them, it didn't do. I'm not going to say all of them and I won't tell you which ones because I don't remember. Well, I actually did, but I won't say it, but anyway. <clears throat> but I remember one day one of them walked in the house, and they looked, they looked down the hallway to where their bedroom used to be. And they had a long day. Kids and everything. And all my kids have kids, so don't, no matter who it was. So they were looking down the hallway, and they looked back, and I said, what is it? They said, Daddy, I'd, I'd give anything if that was my bedroom right now. <laughs> and I was just going to go to school, and it was your job to... To, you know, to to get to Captain Crunch and to buy me some something to play with, and, buy, and she, I, I give anything, I give anything. I said, well, I told you back then. They said, well, we wouldn't listen. I says, yeah, we, we knew that, we knew that, because they were past the age of thirteen, where they knew everything. Well, that's just the way it is, right? You know. So, hopefully, we get a little smart as we go along. But each of us have 24 hours a day. How many you know there's, of course, there's 60 minutes in an hour, right? There's 1,440 minutes in a day. There's 10,080 minutes a week. 10,080 w- minutes in a week. There's 8,760 hours in a year. Do you want it in minutes? There's 525,000 600 minutes in a year. Y'all got a minute? Now this is this is in the United States today. The average lifespan in the U.S. today is 78.54 years. It's, it's gone up some. Of course, there's people who's lived longer than that, some a lot longer, and some who lived a lot shorter. But the average lifespan of male to female... Um, is uh, 78.54 years. And that doesn't mean all the 78.54 years was all productive, especially as they got older, if they were frail, and they couldn't do what they used to be able to do. It doesn't mean that they were climbing Mount Everest, right? But but that's the average lifespan in the United States is basically 78 years. Now, I don't know. I kind of knew who might be here tonight, so I'm going to be kind to all of us. But the average, let's just say the average age... Here at night it's 45. Let's see, I'm 27 and so y'all are yeah, and divided by whatever. So, yeah, no, just kidding. But the average, let's just say the average age here is 45 and I'll be generous to some of us. Well, if 78 years is the average span of life and we've already done 45 of them, now don't feel bad if you've done a few more. That gives you 33 left. Now you don't. You do know that some people out, out of your twenty-four hours, there's some sleep time. Some, you know, they say eight hours. You might say, "Well, I don't sleep eight, or I sleep 10. But you know, just roughly eight hours, right? Well, that's a third of of, of every day that that you're you're sleeping. You know, I don't know about you, but I ain't never painted a room in my sleep. Well, actually, I have, but it was a dream. More like a nightmare. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, ever, ever had to paint in a long time, Mr. Scott I said like this. He's been painting his house recently. And you can, you can just, you had to do something that you don't do every day, then you go do it and you dream about it for two or three days. Just like, please wake me up out of this nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, but if the average age is 78, and we've lived 45 of them, uh, that leaves 33 years. But now remember, and I didn't do all the math, but if we sleep a third of, of every day, then uh, we're we're down to just into the teens of years left. But then how many know we got to do stuff like cook and clean and wash the dog and cut the grass and cut our fingernails and go buy groceries and just the essentials of life, right? Uh, Go to work. Well, that doesn't leave us a whole lot of time left, does it? Now, I don't want y'all to get discouraged. I don't want y'all to feel like you're on your last breath leaving here, but I'm just saying if you're if you're 45 years old, <clears throat> and I've done this before with a tape measure to give you a a, a a a very good look at it. And I started at 80 years old, and I took the average, which was around 45 to 48, and then we took out, you know, here's how much time we stand in the traffic lights, and here's how much time we watch a little bit of TV, and here's how much time we sleep, and we got a shower, we got a you know, we got to do the kids and we, all this kind of stuff. And we're gonna, And if you was, was, I think when I did it, if you was 40 years old and taking an average of 40 at the time, and I used a tape measure and we would snip off with some, you know, 10 snips, then how much time we had left on a tape measure was that much. You say, Pastor, hurry up and, keep, and preach. Hurry, i, I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so, so, uh, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> That's what they do in the nursery. I mean, I, 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 I heard that song leaked out. I, I heard this, Pastor, Pastor, preach the word faster. I, I said, okay, all right, I get it. All right, I'm, I'm moving along. See, it's not me preaching slow. It's just people listening slow. It, it, it's like a milkshake. It'll stay in there or not stay in there. You know, it just depends on the sucker. so if you'll pull faster it'll come out faster and I'll be through I kind of shifted that on y'all didn't I just a little bit (laughs) so uh, yeah so a third of our day is gone due to the centuries of life so I guess what I'm trying to say is we need to move on okay let's talk about this uh, so spending time so time is the currency of life and every human is given the same amount of time Uh, time like all currency must be spent Time is used to buy life. You become whatever you spend your time buying. And, uh, and so the last thing we said about that was time is so powerful that whatever you invest your time in, you must become. Now, you do understand when I give you all these things about 24 hours a day. We realize that at the end of each day, each hour, each week, each month and each year but at the end of this day, you can get none of that time back. That if you whatever you don't spend today wisely, there's nothing you can do to get it back. Now, you can you can say that was foolish. I did that yesterday or I, I could make better use of my time yesterday. You can make a decision and change that. But you can't get that time back. It's impossible. It's already spent. So let's talk about abusing or wasting time just a little bit. Got eight things I want to say about that. Time can be stolen by things or people. Time can be abused, uh, or, or excuse me, time can be abused. Time can be lost. What's that movie you watched? I mean, it, I, I know it's funny, but it's just like, what's that? What, what's that? Nacho? What's his name? Libre. Who? Name Libre. Nacho Libre. I watched that movie one time and I said, I'll never get that time left back the rest of my life. I was like, what is the plot? I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's funny. It's just as goofy as all I thought. But that was my first thought is I, I have, I'll never get that much time back in my life ever again. You ever watch the movie? It's Matt's favorite, I shouldn't tell you all that, but anyway, he's, he's watched it 57 times already. No, but now, it is funny. It's just, it starts off funny when he's got that little, that little figurine on the bu- at the bus. <laughs> You know, if you want to waste some time and laugh, then it's an old movie, but, but you ought to watch it. And there's, I guess, sequels to it, but I said, I'll never know what they are. So, anyway, I, I never went there. But now, if you want to watch an Alabama game, then that's, that's making it. We, we understand that. Praise the Lord. Or Auburn. No, I'm just kidding. So, t- time can be abused, time can be lost. How I many you know time can be squandered? Time can be appreciated. Time can be depreciated. Time can be devalued. Time can be revalued. So now let's talk about what to do with time. This is a yes and no. I, I agree with what I'm going to say and I disagree with what I'm going to say because there's two sides of it. You could manage time somewhat. But how many other things you, you have you have all your time managed? And then something happens in your life that you wasn't planning on. It's just called life. And it comes, it changes your whole day. Something happens in your life or in your family, uh, whatever. I don't know about you. Anyone ever had a wreck going to work or going somewhere? You plowed into them. They plowed into you. And uh, I mean, you're not supposed to just, unless you drive off and hit and run. I mean, you're supposed to stop actually talking, swap some information. Well, that's going to be, that's going to change your schedule. And you just can't tell other guys say, I'm I'm sorry. Are you okay? I am too. I hate about your car. I got a busy schedule. I can't, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm on time management. Have a great life. <laughs> well, that's called hit and run. And then, uh, then, then, you know, the court systems will get involved and then they'll start managing your time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's how that works. I just want y'all to know. So. You said you can manage time, but but you can have things interrupted. You can use time to your advantage. Absolutely, you can invest time, can't you? When you're investing into the stock market, you're you're investing time. And if you're if you're making money, you're letting your money and your time work for you, right? You can convert time. I wish I had time to spend on these. We'll go back and, t- and touch on some of these that's really important. You can convert your time. I- I'll just tell you what, I mean the-, the part of these is just investment. In other words, if you if you make 20 dollars an hour, or 50 dollars an hour, or 100 dollars an hour, uh, and your time's that valuable. Why would you stop and do a job for $8 an hour that you could hire done when your time's worth 50 or $100 an hour? Who was it Bill Gates said years ago that if he was walking, walking down the street if you look down there was a $100 bill he just didn't have time to pick it up. I'm going to tell you there's some other folks that does. <laughs> there's some people if a $100 bill dropped in a mall or Walmart why it, it, it looked like a a swarm of, of piranhas, you know, coming around a piece of uh, chicken liver. I mean, it'd just be, it'd be all over it. It'd be like rats on Cheetos, right? But what, what is your time worth? So if I can pay someone to do what they do so I can continue what I do myself and be productive, then I can convert that time and actually save my time instead of lose that time. Because you only have 24 hours and however you spend it, you, can't, you cannot get it back. And at the end of your life, you may want some more time. And you might have wished you hadn't done everything that you, you did have to do. Now, God wants you to enjoy your life. I, I'm not talking about things just being just business. Because God wants you to have fun with your family and enjoy all this and all that. But we're all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose. And you just can't go ahead one day and tell the Lord... When it comes to the, the beam of seat and reward seat and you don't have much, you say, well, I, I just had a bunch of kudzu in my house. I was just constantly just whacking on it. Uh, well, well, he's going to say, well, you, so you, you spent your life whacking kudzu. <laughs> well, yes, sir, I had a bunch of kudzu and if I didn't, it just, it'd run up in the yard. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know this, I'm not the Lord. How many of y'all know I'm not the Lord? Don't, everybody raised their hand one time. But there's a millennium for a thousand years, you might keep on whacking. (laughs) Because everybody's gonna have a job in the millennium. So if you are our professional weed whacker, you might have you a thousand year job. Mm. Just give you something to think about. Y'all doing all right? Is this okay? Y'all made me lose my place. I didn't have that weed-whacking thing in here anywhere. (laughs) These jokes get me in more trouble sometimes. Let's see, manage time, use time, invest time, convert time. Okay, number five, time should be used to initiate, create, develop, build, and add value to the life that exists in it. I mean, you can be innovative, you can create, you can develop, you can build. You can add value to your life. You can add value to the life that you you have and the life that's in you. Here's a quote. Your life is how you use your time. You have to assess for yourself whoever is asking you for something, including your time. That's important. Did you get that? You have to assess for yourself whoever is asking you for something, including your time. Maybe the older you get, the more you'll appreciate that. When you understand that you got less years ahead of you than you behind you, you'll know that there are some people who's not really looking for answers and let me, let me say this as nice as I can, and I, I know that, I think everyone here would agree with me because since we're all over that age we talked about, there's some, there's peop, there's some people that you have tried to help and, and, you, and you wanted to give them the help more than they wanted the help they needed. Now I did that for at least 15 years of pastoring because I must have been a slow study. And I just thought because I could see the problem and I knew what these, you know some of these answers were, I could help them, but I found out they weren't really looking for answers or solutions. There's just some people that you can't help today. I didn't say forever, I said today. And you can waste your life and you can waste your time working with people who's not looking for answers. That doesn't mean God doesn't love them, that doesn't mean they're not valuable, but they will use all your time and all your life, but they're not looking to make any kind of change. And see, God is very serious about the time that he gives you on this planet. If you just look at the, at the pair of the, par- the, par- the, par- the stewards, he, he came back to see what they did with what, what he given how they invested that time, how they invested those talents. And those who did not invest it, he took it away and gave it to the one who invested the most. And the guy who had you know, the one talent he did nothing with it, but it hit hid it. Then he made excuses. When he came back and said, Well, I knew you was a hard master and I knew you'd be upset if I wasted anything. So I didn't I didn't make I didn't create any extra, but I but at least I didn't lose anything. I wouldn't dug a hole and put it in there. Let me dig it back up and give it back to you. Jesus said, He's a wicked and slothful person. The guy who had was given to, he he doubled his and and he commended him for that and he gave him double. The one who was given 10, he doubled his and he was given double and the one who hid his, he gave it to the one who did the most. You want to know why the rich keep on getting richer? There's a reason for it. Not in every situation. Amen. See, we all have 24 hours. So how do you think with your 24 hours? We all have that equal. You have that equal with Bill Gates. You have that equal with 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 any with millionaire or billionaire, you say, "Well, I don't have their opportunities." You, you you can't use that excuse. You you live in this nation. You may not have got to start where they started, and it's not about it's not about you know your your uh, <clears throat> uh, your asset sheet and all such as this. It's about what you were called to do and the potential that God put within you. Right. I mean, money doesn't make people guaranteed to make happiness. Because there's too many people who had a lot of money, whether in business or whether they were movie stars or they were well-known who could no longer live their life for any number of reasons and took their life. But I always just said it this way. and I know it's kind of a joke. If you're just one of those kind of people who's going to be miserable anyway, you might as well live on a better side of town, I think. You know, then if you're going to be miserable anyway. Well, so what are we going to do with our time and how, and how are we going to invest that? So um, uh, let me quote this about uh, we want to invest our time, convert our time, and so we need to to, uh, to be innovative, create it, develop it, build it, add value to, to, to that to the life that exists in it. And uh, your life is how you use your time. So it's how you assess these relationships sometimes and the people coming into your life about whether or not you're supposed to spend time there. I. I don't have. I used to do this, but if I have someone, uh, uh, if I have someone who's interested in in knowledge and how to do something, and I can help them with that, I'm glad to help them with that. But if they're just there to tell me all the problems in their life and why everything everything I tell them, well, you don't understand, Pastor. that just don't work. Well, Pastor, you don't know. We, we, we don't. We, we don't try it. Well, we, you know. That's why a lot of times in counseling, and, and I hope y'all don't ever think that I think of counseling as something that's just, you know, I mean, I'm just saying in counseling, a lot of times, people don't come in looking for answers. They come in looking to be able to talk. And, and, and in, my, in, my, in my times, my experiences, the times that I, that, that, that I had, I wasn't looking for a compliment, but the ones I got one is when I didn't say nothing. Now, they didn't know it, but I knew it. I mean, there was times all I said, would you like something to drink before we get started? And they said, yes or no. And I, and I knew, depending on who was coming, whether they had a little Kleenex or a lot of Kleenex. And and the times that the people were helped the most sometimes is after they got their water. And I said, well, what, what would you like to talk about? And then they started. And then they looked down and said, oh, I got to go. And they said, you have helped me so much. I, I didn't say anything. I just said, water or tea? That's all I said. You know? <laughs> yeah. I remember I was... Uh, well, I won't say that. That's too personal. I was a uh, counselor with a young couple. And uh, <clears throat> she, was, she decided this marriage thing ain't going to work. And he, he wanted the marriage to work and wanted to come to counseling. And t- to, get, to, get, uh, to get him off her back, she agreed to come. And they didn't have a church. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got involved. And they were friends of a friend. So I said, okay. And I could, everything that we were talking about, of course, he was interested in, because he wanted his marriage to work. And she kept on looking at her watch, and she would make her no notes, and she didn't have no questions, and she didn't have nothing to add to. And I said, dear, uh, is, is something wrong yet? She says, uh, well, I got to meet at the attorney's office to sign these papers in 15 minutes. She says, so I better take off. I said, well, we're, th- we're, we're through. We're through. So you'll have to assess the people in your life, and you'll, you'll need to decide Now, you do understand when I say that I'm not we're we're not devaluing people, but we're talking about time and you are responsible for the time and you're responsible to God for that time. Because we only have so many days. huh? And and how many if you put your mind in the stock market, you want to get the best investment that you can out of it. If you invest your life into your family and into your children, you want that investment to be the best investment that you made. And and the greatest thing that we can invest in is not buildings, it's not property, it's not the stock market or anything. All those things are not eternals. They're not. The the greatest thing that you can invest in is people. 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 Yesterday at, at the homecoming, the way that I look at things, that was the greatest time spent that I could spend yesterday not that I'm a great orator I'm not not that I could give all the answers make all the pain and sorrow go away but when you genuinely care about the people in the room and what they're going through then it was was time well spent on, on my side if it brought comfort to anyone I don't know of anything more important than the time that I spent yesterday with the people that I care and that I love about but when, when they need you. But when people are using you and, and taking your time and they, and, they, and they see no value in it, and for, every re- and, and for every reason you give them, they give you an excuse. Y'all know who that is? Y'all have some names to go with, it, but don't shout them out. I mean, some people, every, every reason you give them, they have an excuse why that won't work. Well, you don't understand well, you don't understand this. Well, you don't understand about my nation. Well, you don't understand about... This. I don't have to understand about your nation if I understand this book. You see, this book wasn't written to the United States. There may not be complete equality in every nation, but this, this book was written to, to the people of God. And it'll work everywhere if you'll work it. If you'll work it. One of the biggest lessons I had to learn in ministry and I had to keep on learning it and keep on learning it and keep on learning it, is people aren't my source. People aren't my source. I've seen people come. I've seen them go. I've, I, I mean, I, and they don't even say goodbye a lot of times. I was like, wow, what's that? Invest your whole life to someone and, you know, you know I'm on a personal in a personal way and they just they're just gone. and didn't, didn't even say Goodbye. So I had to learn God as my source because all my life I was in business. And in business, you know, we made transactions. And they'd come in and say, we'd like you to do this. And how, what, what, can you do this? Yeah, I can do this. Well, what could you do it for? And then we would do it. We'd do the work. And then we'd invoice them. Have y'all noticed I never invoiced y'all? Until 2021. That's <laughs> am <clears throat> there, the, the Lord sent down an amendment he said tithe hadn't been raised in, in 2,000 years so it's going to 25% this year <laughs> you say well that's, a, that's tough because <clears throat> the guy that's in the White House is taking up 25 too no I'm just kidding <laughs> no I'm just kidding well I'm kidding about me and not about him anyway Hallelujah. <laughs> all right let's, let's we got to get through Here's a quote. What benefit is running if you're going to run in the wrong direction? What benefit is it for you to be running wide open in a direction if it's the wrong direction? you got to know what it is so you can appropriate your time and you got to focus on that. you got to focus on that with, with great attention. Because anyone who chases two rabbits will never, will never catch either one of them. You ever try to run down a rabbit? If you did, I'd like to know about it. But if you're chasing both of them at the same time, bet your dollars and donuts you didn't get either one of them. I'm not talking about a shotgun. I'm talking about you just running after them. Can't do it. Let's talk about redeeming the time a little bit here. Three things. It's, it means to take ownership and control of your time. It means to convert into opportunity to fulfill your purpose. It means to design your days and to create value in your life and how to redeem that time. Time is like all commodities. It must be managed or someone will manage it for you. If you don't have a dream or your life, if you don't have a dream or a goal or a plan or a vision for your life, if you have no dream for your life, then you'll work for someone who does. Time must be protected. Time must have a purpose. Time must have a vision Time must have measured results. Any, any, all these things we could talk about in great length. Time must have worth and it must have value. Um, how you measure your life will be a profound impact on your happiness and your well-being. With every moment of time, how you spend your energy, your money, your relationship, your time, your leisure, your work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, All these decisions that you have to make are making a profound statement about what really matters to you. See, these are your choices. These are your decisions. So you can talk about goals and dreams and desires and purpose and vision and all these things for your life, and they're important. But as this has been said before, your success in life or the lack of it will be determined by your daily routine. Whether you want to hear that or whether you don't, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. But the Lord knows I got to have my ice cream. I was a few months ago, and I, I mean, I don't know the guy, but I was just sitting there, and I think I've shared this story before. I was uh, at a rehab one day, and uh, and and I heard this guy next to me. I couldn't. I mean, you can't help hear just an open room. And the guy said, uh, he said, well. I've had four back surgeries, and he said, I've lost. He said, they took out one of my kidneys five years ago, then they had to cut out half of the other. I only got half a kidney, half of a kidney. He says, and I know I need drinking water, but, I, but he said, Lord knows I can't give up my good old Mountain Dew. He's about 42 years old, someone said, how old are you, 42? He said, I know I need to drink water, but I just can't stand water. He says, he said, I know it's stupid, I ain't got but a half kidney, but Lord knows I got to have my Mountain Dew. Well, you can tell about him. You'll be seeing him real soon, I imagine. (laughs) So so see, that's his choice, right? That's his choice. That's his decision. What do you you value? So uh, success or the lack of it will be determined in your daily routine. Uh, We'll finish with this. I got more, but we don't have time for more. If I know who your closest friends are, probably your closest two to five friends are, who you spend the most time in your life with, I can tell you where your life's headed. The people that you spend the most time with, that you interact with the most, that have the most input into your life, I can tell you exactly with great accuracy exactly where your life is headed. And these are, and that's a statement, but, but I can back it up with scriptures. Who you listen to, who has your ear, who you are spending time with, whether it's, whether it's just in, friend, in friendship or however you get together, but whoever's speaking into your life the most is exactly the way that your life is headed. You can't spend time with this book and with God in prayer and come out living it a life of fear. You can't spend time with people of God and people of this word and not be people of love. Can't do it. Because you can't get evil out of this book, out of God, because there's no evil in him. Can't do it. God is love. So if you spend time with God, then you're going to find out how much you're loved. And when when you find out how much you're loved, you'll make the crossover, and you'll find out how much he loves other people when you find out how much he loves you. And when you see that he values and esteems you that much, you'll now know how much he values and esteems other people. Amen. Well, let's stop there. I counted a great privilege and an honor. I got this on my notepad. These are two eagles. I I thought I'd bring it because y'all are y'all are the eagle clubs. As far as I'm concerned, y'all are in the eagle club. And. Uh, I don't have a buzzard club. I, I used to, but I don't have time to spend with them no more. So now I just spend my time with eagles. <laughs> the buzzers and the chickens, you know, I did that in my, tw- my 30s when I got started. Now you understand, I'm not talking about people. God loves people. But I, but I, I, had, I had to decide. And uh, my first year in ministry, I had a guy come by every two, three times a week. And he didn't have nothing to do with his time. He, he didn't have a job, didn't want a job. And he'd come by with a pizza three times a week. And he come by and he stayed church four hours. He says, well, pastor, I just think about you. You got me a peach and I thought we'd just come uh, jaw a little bit and talk about God. And about 15 hours a week, I was just doing a bunch of jawing. And I thought, what am I doing here? And I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but in that building, I had a basement. And I figured out one day that basement door opens, it was a garage door and my car would fit in it. And, if you, and I would just pull it in there and pull the garage door down. And all of a sudden, pastor ain't here. Don't look like. And that I, and I stopped all that. So know who you're spending time with. Know what your values are, what your purpose is. Re- redeem your time. Because you can't get back anything from this day once you invested it. It'll all be over. God bless you. I repented of my sins and won the victory.